0: I'm grumpy. The reason I'm grumpy is that I just pulled an all-nighter. That's why we're a little late with the show today because Coca had to get me out of my grumpiness, which I think he sort of did in, in a way that only Coca can. I'm grumpy because I just flew across the country and it's the whole night started connecting through Los Angeles, no problem. I'm fine, a little sunburnt, but all good. Get on the plane ready to go. I think I'm gonna get back at like 1.30 in the morning and that's gonna be on time and everything's gonna be good. And I won't upset Coca by running late on this random Tuesday morning, June 15th. Get on the plane, doors closed, boom, nothing. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm looking around, I'm trying to watch a movie. The plane's not moving. The captain comes on the microphone and says, we've got a person who will not wear a mask. We cannot leave the gate. We are opening the doors and getting this woman off the plane and then getting her bag off the plane so we can all feel comfortable. Meanwhile, we're sitting there. We're supposed to be early, right? Then it's on time and now we're running late. Then the captain comes and starts talking to a group of passengers and he says to us, listen, we've just changed our entire rules. We not gonna forcibly get this woman off the plane. She's got to go off on her own accord. If she doesn't, we're all gonna have to deplane. And I said, excuse me, I'm not understanding. There's one person who doesn't want to wear a mask. So 200 of us are gonna get off the plane and what she's gonna sit on the plane and do a hostile takeover of an empty plane. How is this making sense to you? He said, it's just the new rule. We don't want anything on social media. So I wanted to take a video of the whole thing. So what we did is we started spreading the word around the plane, no problem, get this woman off. So eventually she left and then the captain left and then the plane took off, so I'm fine. We landed two o'clock, we landed at 2.30. Everything's good, everything's normal. I'm gonna make the show on time, no problem. Get to the garage where my car is. (laughs) And I had it all planned. It's a 24 hour garage. I knew I was gonna be late there's no question about that. But no problem. You get there at 33 o'clock 24 hour garage for a two hour drive. No worries. Get there. The garage is closed. I call and I call. There's no one there. I hear the bell phone ringing behind the gate. And I'm calling I'm texting. I can't get my car. So I'm sitting there waiting and waiting. And the guy comes at 510 a.m. this morning. So I say to him, hey, what's up, man? He's like, good morning. I said, good morning. I've been here for hours. He said, why? I said, to get my car, silly. He said, we're closed. I said, there's a sign that says open 24 hours. And he says, oh yeah, we just put that there for marketing. We open at six. (sighs) What? (laughs) I said to him, it can't be. It can't be. That's the worst marketing I've ever seen. And I'm pretty crappy at marketing. Anyway, I made it. I didn't fall asleep. I got stuck in traffic, of course, because I was going to drive in the middle of the night, no traffic. Then I was driving in the morning with traffic. So we're a little late, but we got a word of the day. And the word of the day is the spins. And after a weekend celebrating my uncle's 75th birthday, I can only tell you that pitchers in Major League Baseball are not the only people with the spins. It's back in the news. Big memo coming out. Wait for it. Major League Baseball is getting serious. A Couple weeks ago, last week, I don't remember when, we talked about foreign substances. We talked about the fact that spider tech is being used by pitchers. Now it's not being used. Their spin rates are down. What does that mean? Their command is down. What does that mean? That their breaking ball doesn't break as much. What does that mean? Their fastball doesn't tail as much. There's fewer revolutions of the ball. Spin rate, that's what spin rate is. Very important, whatever but every pitcher is now being watched because this is the story du jour. MLB has decided now out of nowhere, they have decided because finally they've had enough. Just today, they said an average of 230 in Major League Baseball, all the home runs, all the strikeouts, all the walks, all the stuff we've been talking about, nothing personal for two years, not two years, for 389 episodes since October of 2019, they said, Gnook. They waved the white flag. We're going to stop pitchers from doing what they've been doing, which is causing pitchers to have lower ERAs, which is causing run score to be down, which is causing offense to be down, which is just causing boring, bad baseball. We've got Don Mattingly saying how bad it is. We've got players, coaches, managers, old players, old coaches, old managers. It's unanimous, except for the people who are taking advantage of the spin rates and getting huge contracts. I'll tell you the middle-class pitchers who use foreign substances and still suck, they don't get signed. So foreign substances don't make bad pitchers good. They make good pitchers great and great pitchers greater than great. Think about during the course of this conversation, bonds and steroids, Clemens and steroids. Without it, they're great. With it, they're greater. So MLB starts floating the idea of enforcing a rule. So here's how this works. Imagine you live in a city and you know it's against the law to jaywalk, but you've been jaywalking since you were old enough to walk. And then one day you're walking down the street, jaywalking, if you don't know what that is. Does anyone, Coca, is there anyone listening to nothing personal or watching who doesn't know what jaywalking is? It can't be, right? I I don't know that it's a New York thing, but it may be. It's walking in the crosswalk and walking with when there's a walk sign. When you cross either in the middle of a street, not where there's a crosswalk, or you cross diagonally in a street, or you cross when it says don't walk, even though there's no cars coming, that's jaywalking. All of a sudden, on a random Monday, there's cops. You say, hello, and they say, excuse me, sir, we are giving you a ticket for jaywalking. And you say, I'm sorry, and they say it's against the law. And you say, I sort of knew that, but don't we all realize that everybody jaywalks? So what's the difference if I'm jaywalking? I'm hoping I don't get run over, but I may get run over. I understand that I got to look left when it's a a one-way street, or if I'm in London, I understand I got to look right, not left. That's on me. Well, no, we're going to give tickets starting right now. Well, that doesn't seem fair. So MLB said, we agree. Giving tickets for jaywalking just out of nowhere, not good. Suspending pitchers for using foreign substances when they know they all use it, we got to have a sort of cooling off period. And that's what's going on in MLB right now. And it's insane. Take a look at some of the stats. Since the rumor was floated, that there's going to be enforcement of foreign substances, the ban. What does that mean? That means pitchers who normally use foreign substances are not using foreign substances. That means as a president of a baseball team, I've got a job to do. I'm sitting with the GM and I'm saying, hey, we got a few problems here. Let's start with the big problem. The big problem is our best pitcher uses the kitchen sink to achieve some of the things he achieves. He practices with the kitchen sink and the KY jelly and the spider tack and the rosin and the pine tar and the sunscreen and the salt and the pepper and the hot sauce. And if he continues to do that, I think there's going to be suspensions. So we've got to get him not to do that. So in order to do that, we have to have him practice not doing that. I think we ought to get him doing bullpens without using any foreign subs. We're going to call it foreign subs for short. Just subs. How about illegal subs? So we have to meet the manager. We have to meet the pitching coach. Then we have to get the players together, explain what's going on because they're hearing from their union what's going on. But we need to tell them for real what's going on because we have spoken to baseball commissioner's office. So we understand the time we have, the runway we have to clean it up. Or we understand if we don't clean it up, what the ramifications will be. We heard it was a 10 game suspension. We heard it was a 10 game suspension without pay. And just yesterday, we learned no, it's going to be a 10 game suspension with pay. And umpires are going to be checking pitchers whenever they want, like eight times a game, before innings, after innings, during innings. Of course, the union said you got to check position players too. Whatever. There are position players who do use extra pine tar, there are position players who are using substances are against the rules, but they're not using it in a way that pitchers are using it. I don't believe umpires are going to catch any position players, but they're going after pitchers hard. What MLB decided to announce, and the way it works, MLB floats through leaks what it's going to do. So then they've got sources that talk about what will be contained in a memo that will be distributed to all 30 clubs. Those sources are come from the commissioner's office. They put the balloons out there for the union to see, for the players to see, giving time for everyone to acclimate to the new environment. Then MLB releases the actual memo, and that's coming this week. And they always leave one thing wrong with the initial leak Do you know why they do that? Have you ever thought about this? If someone leaks and it's purposeful, you know that. The final memo with the final terms, before all clubs have seen it, before the players have had a chance to digest it, that causes great consternation between the union and the commissioner's office and the owner's. So, what the commissioner's office will do, and what teams do is you leak 80% truth, 20% untruth, but then you let the union know, and the teams and the executives know what the actual memo is right before it gets sent to you in a second leak. And that's exactly what's happened with this foreign substances because yesterday. We got word that it is 10 days, but it's not without pay, it's with pay. How do you think that change came about? It was never gonna be without pay. It's not a change, folks, that was a trick question. It was always gonna be with pay because there's no way the owners wanna fight with the players about the pay. Because for the union to go to its pitchers and say, listen, your choice. You want to keep using spider tack, do it, but you're going to be checked. And if checked, you're going to be suspended, but don't worry. It won't cost you a dollar. Do you know what pitchers are saying? Let me get this straight. <laughs> I can keep doing the things I'm doing to be effective that get me paid. And all I'm risking is a 10 game suspension with pay. Oh, but what about your reputation, I would say? You mean like people who use steroids and sign those huge contracts and then sucked after, but they still are rich? You mean like that? Well, what about the guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame? Well, I'm not going to be in the Hall of Fame anyway. Think about what's really happening in the minds of an athlete we talk about, is the juice worth the squeeze? And in this case, if Garrett Cole starts giving up five runs a game, if Max Scherzer starts giving up five runs a game, any of the pitchers who we deem to be hall of famers because of what they have done in their careers, aren't we asking ourselves how long have they been using foreign substances? Have they been cheating the entire time? And then we have to say, is it cheating? Then we have to compare that kind of cheating to the steroid kind of cheating. What's interesting to me is that I view steroids as a far greater offense than foreign substances. And I don't necessarily view steroids as that huge an offense. I view the line about it a far greater offense. So, Baseball is now going to send out the memo to the teams. The teams will get it. The union will get it. It will then be leaked in full because it will have an accompanying statement from both the union and the league. We know that it's talking about the suspensions. We know what the enforcement is. It's going to begin June 21st. That's accurate. how far back do you think this goes? Hmm. Let's think about it. I would say to the beginning of time, you know, there's a lawsuit going on. I think we covered it, Coca. There's a big lawsuit. There's a guy who got fired in Los Angeles, the clubhouse manager after 30 years for the Anaheim Angels. And, uh, Oh God, before I even get to that Coca, I just said the Anaheim Angels, because that's in my head from our pregame with a story that didn't make the cut, but I'm about to have it make the cut because I just said Anaheim. Did you see that article in the LA Times? That new era released the July 4th caps and on the Anaheim Angels caps, it says ANA. Remember those nickname caps that got taken off the market because they had like cheese pizza on the Tampa Bay hat and they had no St. Petersburg on the Tampa Bay hat or some such crap. And I said, these hats all get approved by teams. And then New Era just pulled the hats because they were so negatively impacted on social media. Well, New Era now has July 4th hats. We try to get money from you every holiday, Mother's Day, Father's Day, July 4th, 9-11, alternate uniforms, alternate road uniforms, alternate home uniforms, anything we can do to get you to buy something new, we're in. Because you keep buying the new stuff. It's your fault, not mine. So the July 4th act comes out, and it's got ANA on it, and the Angels are pissed. John Carpino, the president of the Angels, said, we're evaluating our options. Remember, Artie Moreno is the owner of the Angels. Remember I told you during owner's meetings? This may have been during a mailbag episode. During the owner's meetings, they take attendance. And the Angels used to be the first. Anaheim Angels. I think they come before Atlanta. That's A-T and A-N. A-N is before A-T. Is there any team before A-N? I don't think so. So I think they would have been first. And Artie Moreno said, I want to be an L.A. team. So then they became the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Now they're just the Los Angeles Angels. So having A N A on is a nightmare for Moreno. So Carpino had to say, hey, we never saw this. But he's lying to you somebody in the organization approved it. It didn't just happen. It's not going to be there for long. I can tell you that. So the clubhouse manager in Anaheim got fired and he has gone public saying he was fired incorrectly, fired last March. He had been there like forever. So when we ever played the Angels, he would, we would see him because you see the home clubby, you see the visiting clubby all the clubbies are a very tight knit group and they're all there for a very long time. Being a clubhouse guy is hard. You're doing everything the players want you to do. You're doing everything management wants you to do. You're always in the middle. It's worse than being a trainer. So he gets fired and he was fired because MLB said to the angels, we know this guy is providing pitchers with a special foreign sticky substance. He's suing. And in the lawsuit, it's a nightmare for MLB because names are being named like Max Scherzer, like Garrett Cole, like Adam Wainwright, players who asked him to make this sticky stuff. So, for example, the way it works is when the Yankees are coming to town or when Garrett Cole just wants stuff sent to him because he needs more, he'll actually text and say, hey, man, it's me. Derek Cole, can you help me out with this sticky situation? Wink, wink. Don't ever put a wink emoji in something unless you want people who read the text later to realize that you're not meaning what you're meaning to text, that you're meaning the opposite or that you're making a joke. It's a sticky situation. Like you're fooling someone. It's like texting your drug dealer and saying, hey, I'm looking for talcum powder. wink. Oh, my God, you're going to fool someone. Hey, could you do me a favor and send me an eighth of oregano because I'm cooking a big meal tonight? Wink. It's asinine. Just ask for it. I need weed. We don't see you until May, but we have some road games in April that are in cold weather places. The stuff I had last year seizes up when it gets cold. Garrett Cole needed better stuff. Did the Yankees not sign Gary Cole if they knew this rule was going to be enforced? Does Scherzer, who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, does he get less money? Does it mean that the Nationals are not going to get for him what they would have in a trade because the Nationals are going to have to sell because they're in last place? As president of a team, I'm sitting with the GM right now, and I'm saying when we're adding at the deadline, we've got to be very careful right now. Don't give me the analytic stuff. Don't give me the historical stats. We've got to watch these guys right now because if they're pitching differently because they're not using the substances, then we're not trading for the person we think we're trading for, but the team trading them is going to want a return from that, for that player that would have been warranted had that player been performing at the level that he no longer can perform at because he's not using the things he used to use that got him to that point. What kind of cheating are they doing? Adam Wainwright is saying, hey, I use sticky substance. I admit it, but I'm not using the spider tax stuff. I use normal foreign substances. That is where the players are trying to draw a line right now. And think about it from an owner's standpoint or from a commissioner's standpoint. You can't let the players draw this line where they're saying there is a reasonable amount of sticky substances that hitters are okay with it, pitchers are okay with. So make the rule okay for those. But now that the advancements in technology have happened, and there's even greater ways to get stickier, that's where we draw the line. Well, how do they know to draw the line there? That doesn't make any sense to me. That's why you have to have a straight rule, no foreign substances. Here's one. You can jaywalk but only when there's no cars within 500 feet. And you have to do it within 20 feet of a crosswalk. And the walk sign has to have been gone for three seconds or fewer. That's what's happening with foreign substances if you don't make them all legal. So Adam Wainwright saying to his union, why can't we just do what we always have done and not go so far? Think about it from a steroid standpoint. Hey, I I I can use the clean and the clear cream, right? That stuff I just rub on my testes, but we can't shoot anything in Clemens' wife. If you don't know that reference, then listen to a previous show. Or if you don't know that reference, listen to this show. Clemens claimed that the syringes that were sent to him were for his wife because she was shooting vitamin B12 in her ass. Okay. Whatever. So can you imagine that a rule comes out that the following steroids are good, the following steroids are not good, the following way to do steroids is good, the following way to do steroids is bad. You know what? Okay. But you better tell people what the rules of engagement are because if you don't, you're gonna have a hard time actually getting a union and a management to agree on anything. So here's how this plays out. MLB is like a balance beam. They're standing there. And when you get too far, like on a teeter-totter, like when you're on a um, – what is that called? A seesaw. I don't know why I just called it a teeter-totter because I don't think that's what it is. I don't know why that word just came to my head. I haven't said teeter-totter in three decades, maybe more. You know, you're, when you're on one side of the teeter-totter and your knees come up to your chest, but that means the guy on the other side is so high in the air that he's totally freaking out. And if he falls backwards, he's going to fall like 20 feet off the balance beam, which is not, it's not a balance beam, off the, um, oh my God, Coca-Seesaw. So to have it at equilibrium is when both people can on their tippy toes access the ground. And then you go up and back and up and back. Offense, defense, a mean manager, a player's manager, a discipline manager, a no-rules manager, all kinds of steroids and bacne. Don't you do that. Plenty of greenies, just Red Bull. Oh, my God, heart rates are up. Cuban coffee, no Red Bull. Oh, God, way too much coffee. These guys need. I can't sleep. All right, back to other sort of substances. Back, forth, See. C- Saw, I just realized something. Uh, See and saw, saw is the past tense of the verb to see. I never thought of this. Did you realize what a seesaw is? That it's someone in the present and someone in the past. That's the up, down, up, down. I don't know what teeter totter would be. It obviously isn't a seesaw. Okay. (laughs) I'm grumpy. Nah, I'm snapped out of it. So we're gonna see what happens here. Are seesaw and a teeter-tot the same thing? All right, thank you, Coca. This is value added to our listeners. I think this is the right time to do the following commercial. Hi, my name's David Sampson. You're listening to Nothing Personal with David Sampson. Thank you for subscribing, rating, and following. Please go on Apple, rate and review. On Spotify, you can follow, and on all other podcasts, make sure we maintain our great ranking. Thank you. And PS, tell your friends. And even when we take some days off, we're still gonna give you some content because I'm obsessed with this. Thank you. That read is brought to you by Matt Coca needing a barbecue. The NBA is the king of the seesaw. I don't know if you realize that, but I can't talk about that until after the break because we have to do an actual break. So I'm gonna review a movie And then I want to talk about the NBA seesaw because it's an interesting one. We're going to be right back. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. My name is David. We watch a movie every day. I've been watching a lot of movies because there's a lot of days. There's a lot of shows. I'm reviewing a couple of seasons of shows I've watched recently on some long plane rides that were on the ground for extra time. Enable me to watch extra things. I watched a movie with Kira Knightley, who forever for me is not anything other than the woman in Love Actually. Obviously, she's had a great career and she's super famous, but there's nothing like Love Actually. So she is in a movie that someone asked me to watch. And it's funny how that works. When you go on my Twitter, David P. Sampson, and you suggest to me through DMs, either a question for the show or a movie, I'll put it on the list. Once in a while, I'll get to the list. The list is so big that I don't think there's enough days in the year to get to everything. Someone told me to watch Official Secrets. I think it's a couple of years old. But it's a true story about a woman who was an interpreter in England working for the government. And what she was doing was basically when... What's the right word for it? When communications would be intercepted by various branches of the government and they'd be in different languages, there'd be people who would translate them and give them to the bosses. Well, this woman translated something that made it sound as though the United States of America and England were in cahoots to find weapons of mass destruction in Iraq to make everyone feel better after 9-11 and to go after Saddam Hussein. It turns out there were no weapons of mass destruction, and that what the US and UK were going to do was make sure they got the vote of the Security Council of the UN to have these sanctions and go after Saddam, and if they didn't play ball, then they were going to turn their heads to these countries in the UN who weren't playing ball. They were going to get some scoop, and this woman said, oh, my God, we're going to make stuff up to start a war, and she gave a confidential memo to the media. And the media wrote a story and it became a thing. Keira Knightley's in it. It's really a great, great true story about this woman, Catherine is her name. And I'd like you to watch it because it doesn't matter how old you are because learning what happened back in that time when we were all so scared after 9-11, if you were born after 9-11, It has to be what it was like for people before I was born worrying about a nuclear bomb all the time. It's not great looking in the sky and worrying if there's going to be another plane to fly into a building. So what the country had to do was try to make everyone feel better. How they did it may have been a little sketchy. It's called official secrets. There are no secrets on nothing personal, Coca, because we're going to tell you everything. So the NBA is doing something in a very MLB type way, except they're way better at it. We'd sit around meetings all the time and say, why can't we be more like the NFL and NBA? They make rule changes every year. When they want more offense, they change. When they want more defense, they change. They're on the teeter totter. They're on the seesaw. When they see something they don't like, they change the rule. So a rumor came out because everyone's had enough of James Harden. Everyone's had enough of Trey Young. Everyone's had enough of all of these players who, when they're taking their jump shots and their three-point shots, they kick out their legs to draw foul. They lean in to draw contact. Basically, they know they have no prayer of hitting the shot. They heave it up. They create the foul and then they get th- free, three free throws. Say that five times fast. Three free throws. 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 Actually, way easier than I thought. I don't know why it was hard the first time. So, the NBA said, rumor, they leaked it. There's some thought that the competition committee is going to meet in the NBA and they're going to change the rule to stop players from doing that. And the way they do it, it's quite easy, actually. You say, Excuse me. Hi, my name is Adam Silver. I'd like to talk to the head of the referees, please. Hi, it's Adam. When players create contact on a three that you judge to be solely for the purpose of getting three free throws, don't blow your whistle. Thank you. Ta-ta. We're going to go back to the teeter part of the totter. It's going to happen. Wait to see is when he tell you something's going to happen. That's what we do. That's what a wait to see is we say something's going to happen. And when it happens, we'll revisit it. When it doesn't happen, we'll revisit it. I didn't tell you this, Coca, Uh, this past weekend in the middle of the night when I was trying to not spin, I was reading something and someone contacted me on Twitter and said, what is the score of the wait to seize and how many are pending? And I've never kept score, but I keep track. And we revisit when it's a no, when I'm wrong, I say I was wrong, when I'm right, I say I was right. So I did a count in the middle of the night. And I'm not going public with it, not because I'm embarrassed by it, because I don't know it. Because I did it by week and I couldn't do the math in my state of spinning, so I let it be. But I have the number of wait to seize that are still pending and I've got the record of the wait to seize that have come to fruition. I will be releasing the record of wait to seize as soon as the spin stop. Don't go breaking my heart. I couldn't if I tried today's wait to see that rule change that we just talked about. That's a guarantee. That's the sunrise, folks. Next season, not during the playoffs. Next season. Although James Harden with the hamstring may not even play again. There's a game five coming up. I hope you watch it tonight, unless you're listening to this tomorrow, in which case, I hope that you watched game five of Bucks Nets. They're down to like the big one, by the way, Durant, just Durant. Harden's got the hammy. You don't want to screw with that. Kyrie has the ankle that looks so bad. It's like his ankle bone touched the court. That's not a two-day issue. Think about how long LeBron was out with his ankle, although a lot of that was load management. But on top of that, it was an ankle issue. I wonder if the big one of Durant can compete with Giannis. Hmm. I don't think Vegas thinks so because the Bucs are favored on the road in a game five in the playoffs. Anyway, wait to see. That's not my pick of the day. Although I'm going to watch the game. We'll get to the pick of the day later. The wait to see the NBA will change the rule regarding kicking out your leg to draw a foul. Book it. Okay. Now I guess we got to get to nothing, pick, nothing personal pick of the day because remember we took a hiatus last week? So we took a hiatus because we had lost a bunch of games. And I knew that I was going to be away for a couple of days. And so I said, let's take a break. But before we left, we wanted to give you one for the weekend. And I'm sure you don't remember it. But on June 10th, we had a pick that was the Marlins actually winning a game because we've lost with the Marlins. But Trevor Rogers was pitching that guy who was part of a draft when I was with the team. He's really good. He's won Rookie of the Month, I think, twice. He is the favorite right now in my mind for rookie of the year if he keeps this up. He just doesn't lose and he doesn't give up runs. It was an easy pick. We're back to 20 games over. The Marlins beat the Rockies because Trevor Rogers is just good. I mean, he may be having as good a rookie season as Don Trail did in 03 or as some of the guys we had in 06. Do you remember that rotation in 06? God, that's 15 years ago. That was Ricky Nolasco, Scott Olsen, Josh Johnson who became an ace until he got 17 Tommy Johns. Dontrell was in that rotation. God, I can't believe we sucked that year. Darn it. Anyway, we won that pick of the day. So I'm gonna stick with baseball on the pick because I wanna just talk to you about the Yankees for a hot minute here. The Yankees have a small problem and I know there's a lot of Yankee fans who listen and I know you're nervous and I think you should be nervous. The Blue Jays have a better lineup than you do, not in name, but in performance. The Blue Jays have a better pitching staff than you do, maybe in name. You got Ryu going tonight against you. And you've got a game that you have to win if you're Jordan Montgomery and you're the Yankees. You have to win this game. But you're not going to. Ryu is just good. And... I don't think he uses foreign substances. This is gonna be an interesting nugget for you. But players who come from Asia, in my mind, have a different level of respect for their performance. The thought of Ichiro using steroids is laughable. He wouldn't disrespect the game. I don't think we uses anything. And he's so good now, he's going to keep being that good, which is going to make him even better than the people he was only as good as. And the Yankees offense is scuffling. And Aaron Boone is grumpy. Brian Cashman is silent. And the Yankees are flailing. I'm going for it. Jays over the Yanks. Nothing personal pick of the day. All right, Coca. People ask us questions and we play music. so you want to talk to samson that's a little bit we do yes i am prone to do bits even if you don't know it's a bit maybe it's a bit isn't the best bit the kind of bit that you're not sure whether it is a bit could it be a gag or maybe he's serious is he upset is he not upset is he grumpy is he not grumpy does he actually get the spins and was the garage really closed hmm So, you want to talk to Samson? Get in my Twitter. Get in there. Roll around. Hit follow. Tell your friends to follow. We have fun on Twitter. Ask a question. This was an easy one on a great topic that I couldn't wait to discuss with you. And that's why it was chosen for today's show. Hi, David. Hello. So I like when you start your questions with hi, David, but it makes me feel like I can't say hi back except on the show. So I do it every time on the show while imitating Andre the Giant from Princess Bride. In case we ever found the lady. And it looks like we did. Hello, lady. Hi, David. Hi. Who should we believe? Mark Cuban or the insider story I just read in The Athletic? I'm gonna give you a little push for The Athletic although it's not owned by CBS. So I don't think I can. Can we, Coca? Can we tell people to subscribe? Okay. No. All right. So do we say the athletic's bad then? But but I read it every day. I can tell them that? No, I shouldn't. All right. I won't. Seriously? All right. Hi, David. Who should we believe? Mark Cuban or the inside story from a publication that may not be named or subscribed to? What am I talking about? I'm talking about Luka. Did you watch the Mavericks lose to the Clippers, but Luka be the best player on the court, which he is. Did you listen to me say that Luka is probably one of the top three players in the NBA right now, if not top two? Although Jokic won the MVP. And Luka didn't come in second, did he? Who came in second to uh, to uh, Nikolai Jokic? I'm blanking, Coca. Help me. Joel, Joel Embiid. Just the other night, I just saw this. I was flying, so I couldn't see the game, but I read the recap. I'm not the guy who gets the major internet on the, on the uh, plane. A, I don't want to pay for it, but B, I just want texting ability, but I really don't want to be distracted from watching movies. Anyway, he went 0 for 12 in the second half. The Sixers are locked up. Three out of the four NBA playoff series are locked up at two in the second round with the Suns having swept away the Nuggets. How cool is that? That means we're going to have three game sixes, which means we're going to have a game seven somewhere. So Embiid finished second to Nikola, although it should have been Luca. Anyway, a story came out that Luca does not get along with a front office executive for the Mavericks. And that could impact his decision to sign an extension with the Mavericks. This new executive is partially in charge, fully in charge, not in charge at all. At this point, we do not know. This executive has the ear of Mark Cuban. At this point, we do not know this executive walks around the Mavericks training facility and at games telling players what they should be doing and how they should be doing it because he's got the analytics to show that he's right, but he's never played a game of basketball in his life. At this point, we do not know. What we do know is the article said the Mavs, in addition to their off-the-court issues in the front office, which we have detailed at length at, with nothing personal, Turns out that dysfunction is not just in the front office with the suits, it's on the basketball side. So Mark Cuban had to use his monstrous Twitter platform to say bullshit. When an owner says that, you know it's totally true what was written. Because Mark Cuban is so angry that there's any perception out there that there's any discord in the front office. Mark Cuban is so angry that anyone would think that he hasn't cleaned up both the on-court and off-court. Mark Cuban is so upset that they have not won since Dirk. Mark Cuban is so despondent that he came out at 100 miles per hour reacting to that story. But here's the truth when these stories come out every single one of them, every one of them has been vetted. Every one of them comes with sources and every organization has sources. Are there axes to grind by old school basketball people trying to get new school basketball people in trouble to look bad? You're damn right. Just like old school scouts are chirping to the media trying to get these new young Ivy League GMs trying to show how bad they are. All of that is true. However, in the Mavericks case, when you have an owner like Mark Cuban, he is going to have someone in his front office who are his eyes, his ears, and his go-to because he is involved in a way that is super special. We're talking about a guy, and the reason I haven't said his name is you, you know me, right? You know exactly I can't pronounce names, I just have a problem. But his name is something like Vulgaris. And he's not the GM of the team, he's not the president of basketball operations, he's got a title like director of research, something. He's the, he's bottom line, he's the analytics guy who tells the head coach and the owner when to play guys, how many minutes to play guys, when they're not sleeping, what they should be eating, what plays work, what plays don't, what combinations of players work, what combinations of players don't. That's his whole thing. It's all analytics. And what you do when you're that is you get yourself in with an owner because you're never gonna get in with an old school scout in baseball or an old school GM or an old school person in basketball. You gotta get in with someone who's tech savvy, with someone who can make decisions. You wanna ride the right horse. And if you wanna ride the right horse in sports, you ride the owner's horse, period. So he became an advisor to Mark Cuban. It's pretty good. Now he has a title. He's hated. Luca hates him. Does that mean Luca is not going to sign an extension with the Mavericks? No, it doesn't. Because the rules in basketball and the salary cap are such that there is such a weighted difference for a team to retain its own player. As a fan, you must love that but do you want an unhappy Luca? Do you care? Because Luca will sign that deal that will make him the highest paid player. Luca has a chance to make over $200 million with this rookie extension. Do you know that Luca, Coca told me this the other day when we were talking about the fact that I had to discuss Luca again, because I love the guy. Luca has a chance to make more money on the court than any player in the history of basketball. Yes, more than LeBron, more than Jordan, of course, more than Kawhi, more than James Harden, because Luka is a baby, and that's how good he is. He's got a rookie extension to go 200 over five, and then he's going to be a 28-year-old free agent. He'll get another five years, and then he'll only be 33, and he's still going to be good if his body holds up. But he's not leaving the Mavericks no matter what, and the reason he's not leaving the Mavericks is is that it's simply not worth it to him to take the chance. He's got to get the most money he can, cause he's young, but he's got advisors around him who are not foolish. And those advisors say, you may not like this director of research. You may get upset at how much influence he has about Cuban, with Cuban, about our team. You may be upset we keep losing the first round, but you're about to cash in, baby. He's going to look right at Vulgaris. He's going to knock on Cuban's door and simply say, I'm back because it's just business. It's nothing personal. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming.